0: Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell uh, here
1: on a lovely Friday afternoon, even though you're listening to this probably on a Tuesday or not a Friday afternoon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Dim, what you been doing in the world of workouts? In the world of workouts, the WOWs? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um,
1: well, I was just telling you, um, so, you know, I was supposed to... Grant and I, it was our anniversary, our 19th anniversary um, mm-hmm. on June 3rd, so that was, um, and we were going to ride Elephant Rock, which is a big bike event here in the Denver area. They have mm-hmm. different um, different rides, different length rides, so there's like a century, and then there was what I thought was 100K, but it's 58 miles, so that doesn't feel mm-hmm. as you know those eight miles matter i'm like well we can go ride like eight miles afterwards oh goodness yeah um and then they i think they have a shorter like family ride but anyway um didn't happen training uh we got derailed we had really cold snowy rainy weather yeah um and grant's back uh after boston he launched himself right into uh Orange theory, which was, you know, oh. not recommended by Coach Wife, but that's, you know, not
0: up <laughs> oh, to him. What does Coach Wife know? I mean, it's not like she's <laughs> out of the train like a mother club or anything. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So um, so, anyway, so his back was giving him a lot of issues. So
1: we put the kibosh on that. But um, so I didn't riding my bike much, but then uh, I met two women or was reintroduced. I knew one, Amy and Lori. We had a um, a little strength class here um, in Denver in, I think it was in April mm-hmm. um, at this place called Balm Fit. And we were ended up talking for a while. And um, they both are, uh, like Amy did Ironman Boulder last year, and Lori wants to possibly t- take on that distance in the next couple of years. So like, okay, you know, you guys are bike riders with a capital B. (laughs) Not sure if I can keep up with you guys. But um, anyway, so we exchanged texts, you know, or we exchanged our numbers. And then um, last week, Lori's like, Hey, guys, do you ever want to ride? And I was like, Oh, my gosh, yes. So we went out um, on Sunday last week and just had a lovely, lovely ride. We rode, although Lori got a flat. Oh, my God. Well, do we have time for a story? Sure, of course we have time. For- <laughs> okay, so so we're on a flat bike path. Um, you know, concrete. It was nice. It was it was beautiful um, surroundings. But she got a, a flat. Mm. And I mean, it's like you know, all three of us know how to change a flat, but mm-hmm. you know, but it's. You know, I hate to buy into the stereotype of like, you know, we're not mechanically inclined. But I know, you know, I am not mechanically inclined, (laughs) Um, and it's been a long time since I've changed a flat tire on a bike. I mean, I just haven't had to do it. And um, Amy, thank God, who was the one that did the Ironman last year. Um, You know, she's like the week before a race. I just I changed my tire like three or four times. Oh, clever! Just so that she knows how. Yeah. So so she was definitely our um, our guide, (laughs) but. You know, step one is after you, um, you know, once you have a flat, you're supposed to, you know, there's a tube and then there's the tire, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, you're supposed to put your finger through like the inside of the tire and make sure, figure out whatever gave a flat, whether it's like a little shard of glass or a thorn or nothing, but however, you know, it could have been a pinch flat. But um, anyway, we we neglected to do that Mm -hmm. and um, it was like the comedy of errors, like trying to get... (laughs) I don't, it was. I mean, it's it's not really a funny story because you kind of have to be there. But like, suffice it to say, it took us probably 40 minutes. We were oh. unsure that we had the right size. Um, this really nice man finally stopped. He didn't know how long <laughs> we'd been there, but he stopped and helped us. Um, but but and so he one point, Lori, um has his pump, his air pump, because you know she thought her little CO2 cartridge had deflated too much or you know given out too much air uh-huh. to be able to pump things up and. Anyway, it kept, it was like, she's like, I still feel like it's leaking, I still feel like it's leaking, and it was, because there was a huge thorn in there that we hadn't Oh,
0: cleared out. Pulled out, so like, we finally got it all to
1: fix. Anyway, (laughs) it was a great ride anyway, and then, you know, I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, like, it's all good, like, no one had anywhere to be, you know, and it was really actually good, because then all of us remembered how to do it, right? Like, Amy kind of knew how to do it anyway, but then Lori and I, I mean, I was definitely refreshed on how to do it. I feel confident now that if that would happen... Mm-hmm. To a ride by myself I would not mm. be as it wouldn't take me as long <laughs> <So what laughs> that's, a, that's a valuable lesson for sure yeah, it really is I mean you know just so anyway so that was fun and um we might ride again on Sunday so um, oh, good. yeah, good.
0: yeah good, yes good. I got I, maybe I got a new little a little riding posse crew yes exactly crew yes yes and so and you said also that you swam outside I did. Well, our little pool is open, right? Again, like oh, we swim so outside a pool. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, not not a not
1: a lake weather. Lake uh-huh. water. Um, but yeah, no, our little pool is open. So I've been out to um quote unquote masters swim, which is really just adult swim. Uh-huh. Um, twice. I'm tried to get there three times, but I missed it once. So I'm two for three.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and yeah, it's just it's so nice to swim outside. It's just uh-huh. like to watch the sun come up and. Um, just have the peace of the morning, and then I, you know, it's like literally like three or four blocks away, so I ride my little cruiser bike up there, and like, yeah, and then like riding home, it's like, you know, I got my towel around my waist, and like, I'm kind of chilly, because I'm, you know, I'm wet, and it just feels so good oh it feels so good. you feel like a kid of a 1970s movie or something exactly exactly i got my bell i'm like ding 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 who else is happy they're like timothy stop ringing your bell it's like 7 10 in the morning
0: <laughs> there's an ordinance against that lady exactly. stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh i was supposed to the the plan uh that molly and i had was we were talking about swimming in our beloved Line pond up in vancouver Washington. Which is about mm, 20 minutes from here. On. But then it got we have we've had some nice weather, but it was then the second half of last week was pretty chilly, and I think we had some rain, and we were like, yeah, that water might be kind of cold. Yeah. So um, give uh, a little bit of time. Since, so then Molly's headed out of town tonight. So, but I'm thinking I might go there this weekend. So um, all right. And I talked to somebody who was there who was not in the water, but she said that it was very clear and nice. So, um, I have no report on the temperature, however, but, but I did like, clear and nice is kind of like,
1: um, you know, <laughs> speak for like a blind date, like, yeah. oh, well, he's really nice, right? Like, right. He's got acne <laughs> all over his face, but he's really nice, you
0: know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, and I've already bought my um annual pass because there's a parking fee, but I buy the pass and that's 30 bucks, so that means that I only get my like it only becomes a deal if I swim 10 times or more. So, Oh, so the yeah. pressure's on. Yeah. 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 Eat those $3. <laughs> Spend them wisely. Also whoever has like three singles every weekend, you know, oh, who
1: has three singles period.
0: I never have cash anymore. Ever. Oh Ever. Oh, really? oh I'm Oh gosh. I never, Oh, I always have cash, but it's whether I have singles or not, you know, it's oh. like, Oh, here's, here's a whole bunch of twenties. Uh, so no, we just play like the debit card tango, right? Like, <laughs> I bought lunch for $7, can you put it on my account? And you're like, yes, but yeah. <laughs> I need to see the receipt. <laughs> <sighs> oh, goodness. All right, well, let's dive, uh, keeping with the swimming thing, dive into our questions. This first one comes from Erica in Covington, Louisiana.
2: Hi, this is Erica from Covington, Louisiana. I'm calling to ask y'all a question about pre-run rituals. I'm currently injured. And seeing a physical therapist and a chiropractor to help get me back to running. And I have been picking their brains about what my routine should look like before I go on my run. Should I walk and then stretch and then walk some more before I run? How long should I be stretching? What order is that supposed to happen? Um, Everyone I ask gives me a different answer. So I'm hoping to get something
0: concrete
2: from y'all and so i have a plan when i get back to running i kind of know
0: exactly what i'm supposed to be doing thanks so much so pre-run rituals i have definitely gone through phases in my life with doing anything before a run how about you dimity
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And um, it's, it's always a good idea. Um, I think it's, it matters um, whether or not you have the patience and kind of the um, purpose of the run, I would say. you mm-hmm. know, I mean, if you're just going out for three miles, like you probably, you probably don't need to do this elaborate ritual thing. But if you're training for something very specific or have a tough long run or a tempo run or something like that in front of you, mm-hmm. um, definitely a good idea. I mean, it's never a bad idea, but again, like it's a matter of time.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's a that's a good call in from our coach that you use for Ironman and a couple other races, and then I used um, for my for Boston and qualifying for it. She taught um, the the metric the lunge matrix that um, we've talked about before on the podcast, and that is something now that I swear by doing two times, two different times. If I have a hard workout, so hill repeats or tempo or something like that, or if I'm waiting for my GPS to get a signal and rather than just stand there, um, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll do some, do some lunges. So um, it's a, it's a good time filler. um, And the lunge
1: matrix, um, just to remind you is, you know, you you lunge forward, um, you lunge to 45 degrees in front of you, you lunge to out to the side, 90 degrees, go back to Mm -hmm. 135 and then 180, I think, or one, something like that.
0: Yeah, the, the, um, I thought the second one was you lunge forward and then, but then you rotate down, like you twist and, you know, touch your right ankle with your left hand. And when you put your left leg out, you rotate and touch your left ankle with your right hand. I could be wrong.
1: But, oh, I, well, there's different. I, I think they're probably, you know, there's not like there's one lunge matrix, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, the I... basic idea is is a dynamic warm up, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're looking for. And that's what I would recommend. I mean, for Erica, I don't, you know, um, walk and then stretch and then walk some more. I mean, you can always, a walk is always a good way to warm up. Like that's mm-hmm. definitely never going to, you know, serve you wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you really, if you want to spend some time doing some dynamic drills, like you said, you can lunge, you can um, so yeah, you can move your legs in all the different directions. Um, mm-hmm. You can reach down and you know and stretch up. Um, do do knee can, hugs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do knee hugs. Do butt kicks, and you don't even have to mm-hmm. like you know you don't have to have necessarily a balance in your step. You can just reach your your heel back towards your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, grapevine is really good because it gets you moving in a different plane of motion. That mm-hmm. karaoke, mm-hmm. karaoke. Um, <laughs> I mean and we have a couple um I mean coaches Liz and Jen who do the heart running by heart rate program mm-hmm. train like a mother club um they have it's really four exercises if you look up the train like a mother youtube channel we can hyperlink it in the notes in this um mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. uh yeah in the in the show notes um mm-hmm. That's just really easy and short. Another one that they have on there is a, like power skips, where you're li- really looking for um, getting vertical instead of necessarily going forward and really like using your arms. Um, I've, just, I've, been, Go
0: I've ahead. been doing those. I've been doing those after runs. They are so much fun. They are fun. Like, there's, there's just something about that little explosive move and and just. I mean, looking like a total freak to your neighbors, but uh, <laughs> it feels good though. It does. It, it does, brings it back, it brings a nice element of play to it for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's how I would warm up. I stretching. I mean, stretching. You are gonna get as many opinions about stretching as you do about
0: yeah, haircuts. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's First, just there's so much. So, I mean, you know, the ideal is definitely if you're going to do it prior to a run, you know, make it dynamic so you're not holding it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, afterwards, um, you know, if it feels good to to stretch, you can do that, but you know everyone's like, well, there's no scientific evidence that it helps, and they're, they're you know, again, like,
0: there's no concrete answer. But if it feels good and it doesn't hurt you, I yep. say do and then I to- like I it. And t- I totally say do it because I have started to incorporate dynamic um, stretches into my post run, and I am far less creaky. I do not, you know um look like a granny walking down the stairs you know sure, I I'm, I'm much, feel much more spry yeah so, well yeah. i mean if you think about you know
1: the the top runners right they don't just go out and do their workout i mean they do a warm up a very deliberate warm up they do a very deliberate cool down and you know i know that we don't necessarily live that lifestyle but that's how the sport is best practiced, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and so again, I'm not saying you need to like devote 20 minutes on either side of a run, but just taking elements of that, um, mm-hmm. you know, because every other sport, you know, if you were to go out in a rowing um, in a crew shell, you know, or in tennis, I played tennis the other day, and you start at the um, at the net r- rallying, and then you go move back to the the baseline. I mean, every other sport has some kind of warm up ritual. Mm -hmm. And running seems to be the only one where like, Oh, I'll just, I'm just going to head out and do it, you know? So, um, so if you can kind of think about it that way as more of a sport and like, I'm going to warm my body up to practice what I want to
0: do best. I think that that's a a nice perspective. Yep. Yep. Good, good way of looking at it. Yep. So this question comes from Lisa in Minnesota. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Dimity. This is Lisa calling from Minnesota. And I have a question
2: about the marathon, um, Mm -hmm. particularly, kind of um, setting the right goals and training with small children. So I have two boys, uh, ages three and three months. They are awesome. It's um, super important to me to, you know, spend quality time with them and just um, really enjoy this, this young age in their life. But I also really enjoy the marathon and, you know, feel really fulfilled um, training and completing for them and having one on the calendar. So my last marathon was Twin Cities of 2017, and with just one child, I know I couldn't do the same justice to the training as I had, you know, with the marathons that I ran before I had kids. So I'm kind of struggling with whether I, you know, put one on the calendar again in the next year and um, just go for it, even if the training isn't perfect, or if I would be better off just saying, you know what, the next few years I'm going to focus on 5K, 10K, maybe even the half, and leave the marathon out there for a few years so love to know what you think and uh, hope to see you in the Twin Cities maybe again this year even if I'm not doing the marathon
0: bye so I saw this question and I realized it is Dairy Cow Gal who I uh she mentioned that she her last marathon that she did was Twin Cities 2017 I'm like hey I think that's Lisa that I ran in the final few miles with. So that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on number two, Lisa. First of mm-hmm. all. Yes. Three
1: years and three months. That is um that is some intense mommy time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: A lot of a lot of baby to love, a lot of young child to love. So yeah. 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 So I mean, I think there's I think she just kind of has to look inward and see what feels right for her because. Uh, even just typing up this question, I kind of fluctuated between, oh well, I do this, no, will I do that, I do this, I do that, because I know that Lisa, um, she also what she doesn't mention in this is that she runs a dairy farm with her husband, and she, I know that the day before Twin Cities, she was there was a big there was rain predicted, and so they were working really hard to bring in the hay, or I could, uh, you know, I, I'm in a city slicker. So, so pardon me if I'm getting into you know, this not wrong. Yeah. And I mean, she was, I think she was up until like practically 10 o'clock the day before. And here I was being like, oh, I can't work the expo booth anymore. I got to go back to the <laughs> hotel. So, so, you know, she has a lot of the, the demands that she has on her time. Like all of us are not just those two children, but sure, it's, sure. you know, yeah, so it's
1: a lot of physical demands. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think about how old, I mean, Ben, your kids are a year older than mine. Like they shift up one year. I mean, Ben Mm -hmm. was, when we ran the Nike women's marathon, Ben was, I think 15, 16 months old. I mean, Mm -hmm. running a a marathon with, I mean, I know you wouldn't run it tomorrow, but with a three month old, I mean, that's a lot of stress on your body. And, you know, again, recovering from the childbirth. I mean, we've talked about kind of nine months in nine months out You know, you have to kind of give yourself that kind of recovery time. And I know she's super capable and badass, but I would worry that if she tries to squeeze in a marathon right now, you know, Mm -hmm. before her body, you know, but while she still still hasn't—I mean, I don't know if she's healed or not. I'm not a doctor, but I don't know a marathon this fall or winter to me feels like risky business.
0: Yeah, I think she might have been thinking—I don't know why I thought that—but she might have been thinking next spring, but you know, you and I did both. So if Ben was um, a little over a year old, I mean, I ran a marathon when Phoebe was 14 months old and I felt recovered and I felt um, like I had my sleep thing down pretty well. I mean, because that's, it's just, I mean, not only does she have this baby, but also that three-year-old might be coming into the bed and just a lot of things. And just, you know, the older I get, the more you realize that hopefully life is long, and that there's always time for those big goal races like a marathon. And I guess my advice would be to if if she is struggling, there there's a reason for that, Um and that um, setting her sights on some shorter races uh, would be my suggestion on the way to go. Yeah, yeah, if she can mentally reckon, like so basically I think she just needs to make peace with what mm-hmm. she's
1: going to do her choice and then go do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if she does say, okay, you know what? So maybe I'm going to train for a marathon in the fall of 2020. Right. And mm-hmm. well, that's plenty mm-hmm. of time to, you know, cut the cord if she wanted to prior to that, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's what she puts out as her goal. Mm-hmm. And then she can, um, then she can like slowly work toward that, get, you know, maybe get a 10 K in this fall, maybe a half in the spring. And mm-hmm. then, work up towards that. I think that that's a pretty Mm -hmm. um, sensible progression. Um, And, and, um, and so then she has that nugget out there. And then if she gets through a half marathon in the spring, it's like, you know what, that was plenty long. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it used to be marathons for me. And now I'm going to, you know, that felt good. I'm going to do that again, or I want to do the 10 mile or whatever. I mean, there's, there's lots of options, but I guess, you know, you love marathons and we want you to continue to love them, Lisa. So let's make sure that you put yourself in a position so that um you don't either compromise your body or compromise your love of them by jumping back in
0: too soon mhm mhm yes yes perfect perfect summation of that Dimity. thank you um this question is amanda in bucks county pennsylvania
2: hi my name is amanda i'm calling from beautiful bucks county pennsylvania and i have a question about triathlon training uh, this is my first triathlon in 10 years-ish, definitely way before kids. And, uh, I had a question about training doing all three events at once. Now, before when I had a lot of time on my hands, it was pretty easy to work in, you know, swimming to biking to running. But now that my time's a little more limited, you know, I'm a runner first and foremost. How, how do I balance out going and tacking on these other things? Is it more important to go and practice more? Like biking to running, which I know is really hard, or you know, it's important to do all three in one shot. Thanks so much. Love the podcast.
0: So, Dimity, triathlon. Talk to us about triathlon. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know,
1: the so if she's doing a sprint or an Olympic distance, which is my inclination of what she's doing, Mm -hmm. um, I would say you know, if she swims twice a week, bikes twice a week, and runs twice a week, that's great. Um, And then um, you know, one of those um, workouts, I would have her, um, you know, have it be the longer bike ride, say on Saturday, um, and then get off the bike and run for 20 minutes, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes, depending upon, you know, if she's, if she's doing a 5k race, she probably doesn't need to run for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, getting that brick in, you know, so you get used to jumping off the bike and running on tired legs, which I Mm -hmm. think is the hardest part, hands down, of a triathlon. Um, But as far as um, doing all three sports in one straight shot, it's not that important. I mean, if you are concerned about your transitions, it's definitely great to, um, you know, get out of the water and, you know, and especially if you are in a wetsuit and you're not sure about that, if you can go do an open water swim um, in your wetsuit, or you can also take your wetsuit into the pool um, Mm -hmm. and then get out of that and get on your biking clothes. And if you want to go for, you know... half an hour ride an hour ride depending upon what your again what your training plan looks like you can do that just to kind of get that that um motion down and kind of you know iron out those details of how to get off the wetsuit and making sure you have all the bike equipment in the right place um but yeah i mean i think you know again like if if it's been 10 years you're probably gonna it's all gonna feel pretty fresh and new so I would take the pressure off of being like, Oh, I got to go race through this. And instead, like, you know, make sure you feel really competent in each discipline and then just go enjoy the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because when you were training for Ironman or for the, um, several, um, half Ironman, the 70.3s that you did, Uh how often, or did you ever do all three disciplines in one day? Um, I didn't, I didn't. And I didn't
1: even when I did, um, you know, I, when I did, uh, you know, when I was training, did some Olympics and some sprints. Um, you know, sometimes I would. You can mix it up a little bit. You can run to the pool, swim, mm-hmm. and then run home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's again like just getting used to just switching disciplines and having your body move in just different ways. The only time that I did all three though in that order was when I raced in a race prior to my goal race. So, like mm-hmm. I did a half Ironman prior to Ironman. Mm-hmm. I did an Olympic triathlon while I was training for a half. So that's when you put it all together. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that really makes it seem so less daunting to, to know that you can just chunk them up and, you know, sure you can sometimes put them together if that will build your confidence, but it's not a, oh, go out and practice all three of them, you know, three times a week. And that's your training plan.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's really that one brick. And I, I mean, if you, if you have anything that you, if you want to do back to back, it's really getting off the bike, putting on your running shoes and mm-hmm. slugging it out for <laughs> Lomp, clomp, and, plomp, yeah, literally, 10 minutes, right? Um, yeah. 10, 15, 20 minutes. So that again, you get that idea and, and kind of feel what it feels like because it's going to feel a little bit harder on race day because you're going to have given more effort just by the nature of being a race. Sure. And so when you can say, okay, but that rhythm is going to come, that sweet spot, I'm going to find my, my cadence, my rhythm, that kind of thing. That's kind of a nice Mm-hmm. confident place to be. Um, and you just have to be like, okay, I'm just going to keep running until I feel
0: it. I'm just keep running until I feel it. Yep. And I'm assuming that all the triathlon training plans in the train, like a mother club have, um, some brick. Oh, oh yes, definitely. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, they
1: definitely prepare you very well. So we have a sprint, mm-hmm. we have an Olympic, we have a half Ironman and an Ironman and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but the sprint and the Olympic ones I think are really, really spot on as far as helping people, um, if they are new cyclists and new swimmers, there's a lot of um, really helpful advice and the coaches are awesome in there. So um, mm-hmm. just FYI.
0: Great, 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 great. And on a side note, they, um, those coaches who are also uh, do the training by heart rate, they just, I just bought their tickets to go to the Cape Cod uh, retreat so um, yeah, so people will be able to um, sit at their knee and listen to them. So exactly, maybe <laughs> we can do a little open water swim in Cape Cod. Everyone, <laughs> bring your wetsuits. Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> ambitious. Uh, <laughs> hashtag ambitious. Uh, <laughs> all right, our final question is from Maureen in Chicago.
3: Hi, this is Maureen. I'm calling from Chicago, and I have a question about strength work. Um, I am in the many many happy miles group, and one of my favorite things has been the fantastic strength circuit works um, that we get every month. Those circuits have been super helpful, and I love them. I am 47 years old. I've had some you know little niggles and injuries over the years, and so my main goal at this point is really just to maintain an injury-free running body and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to be able to consistently run, you know, for the next 20 or 30 years. And so I'm just trying to understand kind of what your thoughts are about the relative merits of um, body weight strength work versus actually going into a gym and using weights. Is one better than the other? Should I be doing more, you know, strength work in the gym? Is body weight work sufficient? Um, just would love a little bit of
0: your expertise and perspective on that. Thank you so much. Bye. You know, I think about this question myself, because um, I do strength training classes twice a week. And one of them is with weights, and one of them is a bar class. So that's like a body weight strength class. And I hope that that's I hope they're both doing benefits for my body. But um, I used to just do um, the bar and I felt like I needed. A little bit more of a challenge than that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think they're both, they definitely both
1: are very beneficial for running, right? So mm-hmm. using just your body weight or, or putting on some, you know, bulking up and, and pumping some iron.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, as far as injury prevention, I think the body weight stuff is more um, useful because yeah. it, um, you know, you really, it's a lot of it you can really challenge yourself, right? There's a lot of balance stuff. Um, you know, doing a lot of stuff on one leg, um, mm-hmm. doing like planks and, you know, moving your body in, um, I don't know, just Very different good. planes of motions and, mm-hmm. you know, doing the stuff like the, you know, the clamshells and the glute bridges and all that stuff. I know it's, um, we've said a million times, it's not sexy, but mm-hmm. I mean, I still do it. You know, I mean, the routine that I'm doing, you know, that I pick from, Mm-hmm. Is still the stuff that I was doing like two and a half years ago when I was, mm-hmm. you know, um, c- trying to come back to running and all that kind of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it um it doesn't get old, <laughs> and it gets easier. But it doesn't get it doesn't get a lot
0: easier. Right? You can always right. like
1: challenge There's yourself. So many
0: so many variations. My goodness, we do um, clam shells at the beginning of every month in the bar class that I do, and she just does all these different styles of it and it's like oh sure. okay we haven't done this one and it's really tough. <laughs> yeah yeah or raise your foot in the air or keep mm-hmm. your knee yeah, in or whatever or, yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: for sure. So I think there's a place for both and I honestly um kind of a wussy answer but it's whatever keeps you interested, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean lately I've been going to the rec center and going into the gym and lifting some weights and that just feels good. Like I just mm-hmm. like sweet I like to squat, I want to do some bench pressing, I want to you know use a TRX more. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, but, but that's in addition to the other stuff that I'm doing. I think, you know, um, the body weight stuff that I'm doing. So I think it's, you know, from speaking just from personal experience, I think a blend is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I had to err on one or the other, I would say the body weight stuff. Mm,
0: Great. Good. That's very good to know. Thank you. Um, and so now I can stop wondering whether (laughs) for my, for my own self. Well, yeah. And I think, I think you should keep doing both though, Sarah. I mean, especially if you like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I definitely do. But sometimes I just, um, you know, I don't know. Wonder how often I've, to mix things up. So I'm, I really like that point about the um, that body weight is better in terms of injury prevention. So well, I mean, that's
1: that's that's my take. I am not a um, you know certified strength coach or anything. So mm-hmm. um, so that you know, take that with a grain of salt. And if somebody is and has a different opinion, I'd love to hear it. But that's mm-hmm. really, I mean, you know, pushing weight around is definitely fun and bear, and it does it is useful for your running too. But I mean, as far as if her goal is to run. For many decades to come, and not to necessarily break, you know, you know, twenty-five minutes in the five K or something like mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that, then that's that's probably the right alignment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. So, well, if you are listening to this and you have questions that you want us to answer, the number to call is four seven zero badass one. That's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one. Um, you can call anytime it goes straight to voicemail. It does not ring anywhere in dimmer my respective homes. So, um, and when you leave a voicemail, please tell us your first name and where you're calling from and try to keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And what else would we like people to do, Dim? Um, we would like them to
1: um keep the oh tell them <laughs> we want them to keep the questions coming. I would already like flipped the page over. Um we want like people to tell your friends about this show as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast. We love doing these shows. Um and the more listeners we have,
0: the easier it is to keep the lights on, so to speak. And the clamshells clam. Yes, <laughs> keep the clamshells claming. Yes. So uh keep the questions coming. We're here with answers. Have a great day.